You are listening to Echo's brand new podcast. Hello and welcome to Echo the Podcast. In this episode, we are chatting with rising actor Zam Bartholomeos from the new Apple TV show, The Crowded Room, which stars Tom Holland and Amanda Seyfried. Stay tuned for our chat and more. So how are you doing today, first of all, just starting off simple? I'm good. I'm good. This is uh, the last time I did press was the day like the the Canadian wildfire smoke was in New York. And it's like it's coming back today. Apparently, I just saw some. Yeah, I just saw something on Instagram. That's like the the smoke from Canada is coming back today. And now I'm looking outside and I'm just like, what the last night? It was like that orange day, though. We were in like Blade Runner, like Narcos vibes. Yeah. Wait, so, but I'm all right. I'm good. I just took my dog out for a little walk. So I'm all right. Wait, it was orange outside again yesterday. It was like, it, it was no, no. Uh, maybe this is probably like last week. Oh, okay. Whenever, okay. whenever it was orange in New York. Yeah. Okay. yeah that looked absolutely terrifying. Um, so, yeah, no, it was pretty gnarly outside. Yeah. So I have to ask. So I love, I love the crowded room. Such a interesting kind of dark but interesting entertaining show to watch yeah there's one of tom holland's friends in it so uh what like drew you to the script and like what inspired you to like kind of like be a part of the show yeah it's funny because this is one of like a couple of projects that i've been a part of that have been like super hush hush and like from the get-go And, um, I didn't get a script. I didn't, I didn't I really only got the audition sides. And I think Mike's name was Kevin in the beginning. Um, and I only got, I got a couple of scenes that are like in episode one. Um, and it was just, I don't know, man. He was just this kind of like cool New York kid. Um, not that I can relate, but, uh, maybe to the New York part, but, uh, (laughs) um, yeah, I I really loved working with Akiva again. I worked with Akiva um, later in season one of, of Star Trek Discovery. I had a little recurring role on that, and uh, we <laughs> it was really funny during the Zoom. I had like a few Zoom callbacks for this job, and uh, one of the last ones was with Tom and Akiva and kind of like everybody. And um, I was like, oh, I wonder if Akiva will remember me. And then the first thing he says when I come on is like, hey, Sam, nice to meet you. And I'm like, you know what? Nice to meet you, too, Akiva. I was like, did did our time in Star Trek mean nothing to you? Am I that forgettable? Damn it. Uh, But we joked about it afterwards, like when we started filming. I was like, Akiva, you know, this isn't the first time we've worked together. And he was like looking at it. I was like, Star Trek. And he was like, Star Trek. I was like, yeah, man, come on. I hope he remembers me after this one. Like, come on, dude. But um. (laughs) Yeah, I, 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 but honestly, like it was really the people involved. Um, Akiva, Tom, especially like uh, Cornell, our, our director, who gave me like one of the most memorable audition experiences of my life. Um, I, 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 I taped for this. I taped for this probably in January of 2022, and I have a pretty short memory when it comes to this business, <laughs> like especially like auditioning. You just kind of like do them and and forget them to hold on to your sanity. Um, so my, my rep had texted me literally like a month after I sent that tape and was like, Hey, you have a call back for crowded room. I was like, what, what's crowded room? Like, I, you know, like that's, that's how, that's how much I forget them. Like, I'm like, uh, it's whatever, dude. Um, 
And I was like, oh yeah, yeah. I go back to my email. I'm like, oh yes. Yeah. Okay, cool. And you have a, do you have a director session like tomorrow? I'm like, oh God. Okay. So I'm like getting my, my sides ready going, you know, getting back into, um, into that headspace. And <laughs> Cornell was just like a really personable, like chill guy. And literally asked me like, tell me about one of the like happiest memories you have in your life. Um, and it, we just started to, I just started telling him about this story about my grandfather in Greece and, um, was weeping by the end of it. And, uh, that was it. That was my, that was my session with Cornell. And I heard from some of the other actors as well, that they had pretty similar experiences with him. Uh, I know Emma Laird has a crazy one that I won't spoil for her, but, um, it was, some of them weren't as happy, <laughs> you know, like I think he, he, he based his questions off the characters we were auditioning for. And Mike is sort of this like really happy go lucky. Like if there's a problem, he's the solution for it or he'll, he'll find it. You know, there's always a silver lining with him. Um, so I guess Cornell was just trying to find different aspects of, of the characters in us. So that, that was really cool. Um, yeah. And then, uh, the, the couple of days later I had my session with Tom and like, you know, you know, someone's genuinely like charismatic and genuinely like a good person when you yeah. can tell that over a freaking zoom. Like I was like, yeah. it was just like, I was like, oh, you're like one of the chillest people I know. Like he really just, he's a cool guy. He's really cool. Yeah. He seems very cool. I met him before he became like massive back in London in, uh, mm. at the Baptist in like 2016, I want to say no, 17. Uh. So. It was like literally before he was Spider-Man and everything. So he, it's cool to see him still be like grounded and like humble about things. Um, yeah. How far he's come. So did you work with Amanda Seyfried at all on the show or? No, I didn't get a chance to. I only, uh, I met her at the table read and, okay. and um, like, you know, every, everybody else really. Um, but no, we don't have any scenes together. Unfortunately. Okay. She was kind of like, yeah in her own zone with Tom, but she, but she's another one, like even at the table read her and Emmy, I was just like, wow, you guys, I, I you know, like these are huge actors in, in my eyes, like, and then everybody else's eyes as well. But, uh, it was just really cool to sort of feel like the uh, respect. There's a mutual respect. I love, I love getting on set and meeting someone I particularly hold to, to a certain like status of in this, in this business. And I'm like, Oh man, like you're actually just like, you see me, as as your peer i love that i love that respect yeah did you um learn anything since you you know you and tom are like very similar in age and both actors did you learn anything from him specifically since he's such a like a young successful actor yeah yeah i i did you know this was this was the uh, i don't know you know how much you've seen of it but uh this doubles as like it's a sort of mystery thriller crime show but it's also like a high school show <laughs> you know like this kid just having normal high school kid problems so levon hawk um who also plays one of tom's friends and i were sort of you know, there was an understanding with everyone that we were sort of like the, obviously like the lighter side of things. Yeah. And then, you know, trying to balance this, this darkness with it. So there was a lot of d dealing with that sort of dark subject matter. It, 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 it can't help but leak into the cast, into the crew and just sort of have like a bit of a cloud over yeah. on set. Um, and Tom just really balanced that for us um and help like 
no matter what, we had a scene where he was supposed to be like crying his eyes out. And <laughs> I, I don't know, maybe, maybe it's a, maybe it's a British thing. I, I, I noticed that with a lot of British actors, but it's just like, <laughs> and so what we do enough though, we get in a pub, you know, we're going to go to pub. We're going to grab a pint. Like, and, and then like, all right, take two. And, they're, <laughs> and I'm like, so what are you doing this weekend? Anything, any fun? And it's like, what the hell? Like, I don't know. It's, it's incredible. But, um, oh my God. also I, I, I think, um, you know, I, I shouldn't do this, but I, I saw myself on like the bottom of the totem pole in terms of like the people I was acting with. Oh. And, you know, you have Jason Isaacs, who, who I also worked with before on Star Trek and Amanda and Emmy and obviously Tom. And it's, it's hard to feel like you have a voice on set. It's hard to feel like, Hey, like, you know, I, I actually didn't feel so great about that. Take it like, mm, please, you know, like you're, you feel like you're begging and, and, yeah, yeah. um, Tom, I, I remember like, I didn't even say anything. I, I just kind of like, I had a, maybe a small gesture to like stop Akiva or stop Cornell. And he was like, mate, are you, are you all right? And I was like, yeah, I just, you know, I kind of like maybe would love to do one more. And he was like, bro, like say something. And I'm like, all right, all right. Yeah. You know what? Yeah. He's like, don't ever feel like you can't like, he just really helped me kind of gain my confidence as, as an actor. Oh, that's um, so nice. So yeah. Can, yeah. Oh, I love hearing, you know, actors pick actors up because it is a tough industry and you feel yeah. pressure to like, you know, advocate for yourself to, so you get your best you know, yeah. On the show. And I, ha I have that. Yeah. Sorry to interrupt. Um, but I, I have that problem in life too. <laughs> so uh, I, I noticed like while I was working on this, like other aspects of my life were like improving in that way. Like I felt like I could open my mouth and, yeah. and you said it before, like we are close in age and when you're, when you're working with, you know, older people and, and, and legends, um, it's, it's hard to feel like you can, you can open your mouth, but, uh, that, that, you know, that, that shows his experience. You know, I know the show is set is it's like kind of eighties, seventies, New York city. Right. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, what was it like? Cause I know you're from what borough are you from? Queens? I'm Queens. I'm Queens boy. Yeah. Okay. Oh, that's funny. Kind of like Spider-Man. Um, kind of like Spider-Man. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, what yeah. was it like, like getting to film kind of, seeing what New York kind of looked like back then in the eighties, was it like kind of weird stepping back in time in your hometown? I loved it, man. Um, I, I mean, I, I did a, another show before this called bridge and tunnel with, uh, with Ed Burns and shout out to Eddie Burns. Anytime I can, he's, I love that man. But, um, that was also sort of like, uh, end of seven, end of the seventies, beginning of the eighties. And, uh, I, I, I'm a big like car guy and I do, I'm a, like in like a digital world. I love to be as analog as possible. Yeah. And that's, that's definitely my vibe. I, 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 I like want to throw up when I say this, but like people, people call me an old soul okay. and, uh, just, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I, I guess I consider myself like a, like an old soul. And, um, but like I, I grew up listening to Frank Sinatra and uh, like, that was, that was my guy growing up. And, uh, I think um, also being like the youngest of my siblings, like I have a 10 and eight year difference with my siblings. So uh, they were, while they were like with their friends hanging out, cause I was like too young and like, you know, they don't want me around. Like I was with my dad listening to like 104.3, which anybody from New York is like, that's like, that's our classic rock station. Like 101.1 is like all the discos and like 80s stuff. And like, so I grew up with like Diana Ross, Chaka Khan, like the Bee Gees, like that, that was, 
that was also my era because that was my dad's era. Like my dad was a disco junkie, you know, he was crazy. Yeah. All about good music, all about good music. This yeah. Or being an old soul. Let me just say that. So <laughs> uh, music was classic back then. Um, yeah, exactly. So, um, I know this show is kind of more, it seemed more mental to get into and prepare for. Um, yeah. Like it was just, you know, kind of a darker role for a lot of people. Um, yeah. So what was preparing for the show for you compared to the other shows that you've done? Yeah. Um, I'd say, I mean, I, I guess my, my process doesn't really change. Um, yeah, but I, I guess once you start the process, that's when, that's when you start to make the discoveries about, you know, who the character is. and, and this, especially like, um, when I, I walked on a set, we were, we hadn't shot yet, but, uh, this was like after the table reading and we were just kind of like checking out set and, and getting to know everybody. And, um, I was talking with Ben Perkins, uh, Tom's, Tom's coach and, and good friend. And, uh, we're just kind of trying to figure out Johnny and Mike and, 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 and Danny, that whole like little, you know, three musketeers dynamic. And, um, they kind of, they really helped me out along with my own coach, uh, Todd Sussman. Um, but they really helped me focus him and gave me a bit of an archetype, which funny enough was, was Tom. <laughs> and I was like, I was like, he's like, you know what? He's really Tom. And I was like, what do you, uh, what do you guys mean? Like, what are you talking about? Um, and if, I mean, you know this, you met him, but um, for anybody out there who hasn't, like he makes you feel like you're the most important person in the room. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. He really just kind of makes you feel like he's looking at you, not through you, which is I think pretty rare, especially in this industry. Yeah. Um, you know, everyone's ears are kind of like listening to what's around them or like they're trying to like check out what else they could like focus on. And, yeah. and, and I, I'm, I'm not like that either. And it was just really nice to, to, to see that we were kind of on that same wavelength. Um, and they were like, yeah, he makes you feel like you're the most important person in the room. Um, and, uh, and gives you the time of day and we want, you know, like, uh, he, he makes sure you're heard because mm-hmm. he's actually interested. Um, and he's like a ray of sunshine. Like he walks in the room and you just kind of automatically feel better. And it's like, oh man, okay, there's, there's Mike, there's Tom, you know? Um, and so that's, that's kind of what I brought into, into Mike. A lot of that, um, you know, seeing how, how just Tom would interact with us and, and the, the, everyone, the crew, every, everyone. Yeah. And, um, and, uh, yeah, so this, this also was, um, whenever, uh, I, 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 have a character who has a specific thing in their life. Um, I really kind of make that my, my obsession. And I'm lucky that some of the characters I've played are my own, like natural obsessions. <laughs> I played in, in Bridge and Tunnel. Like he was, he was a photographer and I, I love photography and especially film photography. And, um, and Mike's is, is, is basketball. And, and I, I just love anything active in sports in general. So That's that was, that, that wasn't, that wasn't hard getting into. Okay. Um, yeah. I, yeah. Basketball was a big part of the show. It seems, well, not a big part, but it, it seems like that's like, it's a part. It's like, yeah, it's like Mike's like that cool varsity guy, you know, like the jock, but like, he's yeah, not yeah. an ass. Yeah. And then, uh, and then the voice, of course, that, that sort of, I didn't, I didn't actually, I didn't realize how much I was putting it on um, until I had a little, I had a little viewing party uh, with some friends for, for the first episode. And uh, people were like, 
so you put it on and i was like yeah i guess i did you know because i want he's mike he's a basketball you know he's from new york i just kind of wanted him to be like extra new york the new york guy you know yeah, yeah. yeah so so finding the voice is always fun too and i just love voice voice work in general i'm surprised you naturally don't even have a new york accent hearing you now i'm like wait you're it's from- taking years will it's taking years to get over it oh, it's in there God. somewhere no it comes out when i'm angry so that's always fun oh my god that's always fun uh i know okay so i know we're only three episodes into the season into the show yeah um so I, I don't know how much you can answer from this question, but do you have like a favorite memory on set or like a favorite episode that you filmed um, for the mm. series? Mm. Yeah, I got to say, and I, I don't think I'm saying too much. It's in the first episode, but all like the schools, just like the, the, the Mike, uh, Johnny, Danny stuff, um, mm-hmm. just the happy, the happy stuff, like encouraging him to go talk to the girl, to go do that. You know, like I love that stuff because the rest of it is so dark. I know. So, I know. I, you know, like it's it's a bit much. We were we were filming uh upstate, I think it was somewhere in like Rye, New York or something. And we were filming in this in this school, and it was like, you know, like stereotypical like a movie school they got the football field and the baseball field and it's you know nothing like the concrete jungle over here but um i had uh i brought my dog that day my my i have a german shepherd duke and um it was he's he's great like i left the i left the the door to the honey wagon open with the screen and he was just chilling and everybody loved him and it was great and we, we we broke for lunch and it was it was kind of all the kids it was uh emma laird nula um uh it was it was levon tom and uh i think his brother harry was there we were all just kind of and henry henry eikenberry and we were all just kind of like chilling sitting you know people were laying down and stuff i got the dog and i'm like throwing the tennis ball and it just feels like this is like this is literally what life would be like in like the 70s like a high school like 70s high school uh and then tom comes up and he's playing with my dog and my, my my dog's not a very like He's not a people dog. He's like a dog's dog. Okay. You know? he, he likes people. He won't like bite anyone, but he's just right. not, he's like, I don't care if you scratch me. I, I, I would prefer not, <laughs> but he like loved Tom. This is what I mean. Like he's, he has something in him. Yeah. Like even my dog can sense be like, this is a good person. This is a good guy. And I was like, don't steal my dog, dude. Uh, Cause he will go home with you. But um yeah, that day, it was just such a, like a light day. It just felt so, not in terms of work. The work is always, was always there, but, um, yeah, just a, a day where we were all kind of together in like good moods, I guess. We love yeah. Especially on a dark, you know, show set that is a much needed day. Yeah. Yeah. And then, and then Jason Isaacs taught me what snooker is. You know what snooker is? Wait, I don't know. I didn't know what the hell this was either. So this was later. I don't even know what it is. I think I'm pronouncing it right. Snooker. I even downloaded it. It's a billiards game. And it's, but it's not, it's like played with different balls. There's like a red ball and you have to get like balls in, but like position the ball. It's so, I still don't know. He tried to teach me. I played a little bit. He's very good at it. But then we started playing backgammon, like him, me and Leo Raz are just like playing backgammon on his iPad. That that was fun too. When we finally, when we finally got, yeah. So yeah. Um, That, that sounds like a fun day, honestly. Um, Yeah, it was. um, you know, now that I'm thinking about it, the show kind of makes sense that Tom Holland has this lead role because it's 
bright and it's dark, which I feel yeah. like Spider-Man is kind of bright and dark. So yeah, yeah. Sense totally. you thinking this whole show. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And he pull, and he, pull, he he really does pull it off like tremendously well. I I have I have friends friends who I haven't spoken to in like years who are who are like have been texting me, sending me messages like, dude, this show is amazing and like and he's phenomenal. Yeah. They don't say anything about me, but they yeah. they talk about Tom. They Everyone say I didn't even see you. I didn't even see I didn't even see the scene you were in. I'm just I'm watching Tom the whole time. I'm like, thank you so much. Um, Everyone but yeah, no, I love the friends because the friends do bring in, you know, you guys yeah. bring nice uplifts, you know, supporting yeah. Tom to go get the girl. So it's like, you know, kind of a, you know, optimistic side of the show. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So what's kind of like a dream role of yours to play? I know you've only been in like four shows, three shows. One movie. I I stopped counting. There's so many, but uh, <laughs> yeah, something like that. Maybe like maybe like three or four shows. Um, um, is there like a dream role that you're dying to play that you would like? You know, you would dive in. Yeah, honestly, I I would love to do. <laughs> okay, this is I've this is what, I've thought about this a lot. If they they should they shouldn't do this, mm-hmm. but if they ever remake the Birdcage. With, you know the birdcage yeah, with Nathan yeah. Lane and Jay. I, I would love. It, I know it. Was that? I haven't watched it, but I know it. Oh my god! Oh my god! Will no. you have to watch the birdcage? That is, we're finishing this, and you're going to watch birdcage. Okay. Okay. So you, so we want to know who I'm talking about, but I would love to play Agador Spartacus, who in the birdcage is played by Hank Azaria, okay. and he is he is um, Robin Williams and Nathan Lane's their uh like manservant in Miami. Like they're a couple and they own this, they own this uh I think it's a drag club uh on the strip there and he's like their manservant and he talked like this and I don't need misses I don't want to the why you leaving I want why I don't know you're going to give me your wigs I like okay that's fine it's, oh my god you have to watch the bird kids I would love I would love to to try and do that I will watch I will watch it because that that accent, you did that accent. No, it's beautiful. It's nice. I like that. I mean, I went to school with a lot of people like this. So it's it's in me. It's very easy instilled in me. I will do it justice and I love it. But uh, I'm I'm saying this to the whoever cast the movie. Put it out there. I'm putting it out to the universe. But uh, honestly, I I would love to, I would just love to do something funny. I, I love comedy. I haven't really gotten a chance to do it, but um, I would I would love to do something that maybe you think I'm I I can't do like I'm not right for. And I think that's kind of what that you know most actors I think get to that point where that maybe they they get you know pigeonholed into a, into a role or a type, and uh, you just kind of want to break free from it. But honestly, I just I just love being on set. So whatever job comes next, I'd, I'd love. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I would love to do something funny. Yeah. <laughs> we love a good comedy role too. So but yeah. yeah. We need I feel like we need more comedy movies. I feel like there's so many remakes that it would be nice to see like a original comedy film. So make yeah. that yeah. I'll make it, yeah. I'm putting it out there. Last few questions. Um yeah. so our brand is our publication's name Echo. So we always have yeah. this question. Is there a quote that you've heard in life? 
that you'd want to echo out to our listeners? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I read this, I started a new book the other day and they have like little quotes on the side and I'm going to, I'm going to forget it. I, I have, I have this whole little notes folder of quotes. Okay. Um, here we go. It's by Ralph Waldo Emerson. And he says, what lies behind us and what lies before us are tiny matters compared to what lies within us. And as, as someone who constantly like thinks about the past and like worries about the future, uh, that, that, that spoke to me a lot. Um, and it's, it's, uh, I don't know. I think it's kind of pointless to do either one of those things and just kind of stay in the, in the present moment. And yeah, yeah, that's, that's all I have to say about that. I love that. <laughs> but there, there, there is, there is another one that I've been getting a lot of questions about my, my Instagram bio. Um, right. and it's, uh, cause in it, I, I, I say, uh, two, two little mice fell in a bucket of cream. <laughs> you know that, you know, that that's the beginning yeah. of yeah. of the quote. Yeah. You know what movie that's from? No, but it's just, I'm looking at your, <laughs> you see it there. It's two little mice fell in a bucket of cream. It's one of my favorite movie quotes. So it's the, the, the majority, the majority, the rest of it is, uh, two little mice fell in a bucket of cream. Okay. The first quickly gave up and drowned. The second kicked so hard that he eventually turned, churned that cream into butter and crawled his way out. Uh, <laughs> I gentlemen am that second mouse. Sad. Something like something along those lines. I butchered it, but but that's the quote, and um, it's it's something that has helped me get through, helped me stay in this business, um, because a lot of the times you feel like you're drowning, yeah. things aren't happening, you know, the phone isn't ringing, and in life, you know, it's uh, it's just um, it's something to help you sort of ground yourself and say, just keep kicking, man. That's an oddly, you just got to keep kicking. I, I will say that's an oddly motivating quote because you definitely don't want to be the first mouse. Um, you don't want to be the first mouse and give up and drown. No, yeah, no, 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 um, no. I know. So, okay. I know this is an odd show to like snack to, but I always ask this. <laughs> it's, you know, television, Netflix. Apple. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. What is one snack you suggest, you suggest eating or snacking while watching the crowded room? Oh, all right. I give you, I give, I give you a couple because uh, I, like I said before, I had a little like viewing party with my friends, and it was supposed to be like a few people and like some snacks. Mm-hmm. And my parents got involved, and my girlfriend got involved, and it just ended up turning into like twenty people in my little apartment in New York. I'm, I'm barbecuing. I'm barbecuing. I'm making guacamole. I'm making sauce. I'm making all these things. I'm making drip like it ended up becoming a whole, whole, whole thing. Um, and, uh, I, I bought, I even borrowed my friend's popcorn machine. His parents have a whole popcorn so machine oh my with God. the wheels and everything like an, like an official popcorn machine. Oh, I love that. Um, and, and we made popcorn and I went to Costco. I bought like a bunch of candy for them. And so we had like a little concession stand. I, Truly love popcorn and M and M's and or peanut M and M's. I like that combo, that little sweet, sweet and salty, you know. Um, and and my my very sweet girlfriend made um. There's a a bakery here in Astoria called Cakes by Nirwan, and they do custom cupcakes. You can send them uh pictures or whatever, and they print them 
on the on the cupcakes. And uh, hold on, let me see if I get so she she took a bunch of pictures from you know like Apple and and uh, uh, she she made some cupcakes. I'm gonna see. This is not a good idea. It's not gonna play. But I don't know if you could see. You see that? Oh wait. Oh wait. It's a little blurry, but wait. Back it up a little bit. Oh my god, those are so cute. You see that? Yeah. Yeah. So she made like little like crowded room cupcakes. Oh my god. Which I thought was like the sweetest thing. Oh, um, that's yeah, yeah. So you have to get an official popcorn machine um, and custom uh, cupcakes. That's what I would say. I'm okay. sorry. I'm sorry, guys. That is the price of admission. We're setting the standards high. Okay. Yeah. 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 <laughs> oh I'm like, can you just say like a Twix bar? Like Jesus. I know. Like uh, it's so complicated. I guess just go on Amazon Prime. No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Next day. <laughs> So that was um that was all the questions i had so um thank you Sweet. so much for taking your time i'm um, thank you well thank you um i'm looking forward to episode four hopefully yeah yeah me too because it is a little dark it's, it's a little dark yeah it's a little dark it's, a little dark. it's only you got people have been like i can't do like the first three came out last week and they were like i i needed a break after the second one well, now it's like, I was like, okay, but it's good that it's coming out, you know, weekly. I, I love that people actually, you just, know, might a little mental break for in between each episode. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like go for a walk, do something happy. You know, that makes you happy. Go do something that makes you happy. I see the sun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it's going to be worth it, man. It's going to be worth it. But congratulations on the show and all its success. So thank you. Yeah. Thank you. All Thanks right. so much, Bill. Of course. Enjoy the rest of your day, Sam. Thank you. You too. Thank you for tuning in to our chat with Sam Bartholomeos and make sure you tune in weekly on Fridays to watch new episodes of The Crowded Room on Apple TV. Make sure you follow along with Echo on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and Pinterest. Thanks for listening to our podcast here at Echo.